Welcome to Technically Spiritual, a podcast that explores how technology impacts the way we think, feel, and act. We look to both ancient wisdom and psychology to understand how to nurture our minds, bodies, and souls today. We strive to integrate our spiritual selves into our digital world to create peace in our minds and on our planet. I'm your host, Prerna Manchanda. Hi everyone, it's Prerna. Welcome to Technically Spiritual. I hope that you're staying safe and feeling good. Before I introduce today's episode, I want to remind you to check out technicallyspiritual.com if you haven't already for all things Technically Spiritual. If you want to learn more about the episodes, you can access the show notes. You can sign up for upcoming offerings like meditation classes and community talks. Or if you or someone you know wants to host a digital wellness seminar at work, you can find out all the information about corporate services. We also have a newsletter where you receive practical suggestions that are backed by scientific research for living more mindfully in a digital age beyond turning off your notifications, as well as many other things. If you haven't signed up already, you can sign up through the website and you'll receive a free meditation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Technically Spiritual. My name is Prerna. Thanks so much for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I've talked about before, but I keep thinking about it. It's something that affects me personally, and it's something that I personally strive to do more of, but also struggle with. And that is, once again, this idea of gratitude. And it turns out that we might have the wrong idea about gratitude. There's, of course, a reason why gratitude is now one of the buzziest words around. At every corner of self-help books and mental health podcasts and journals and social media, everyone is telling us to be grateful, especially our wellness industry, which we know can be often extremely shallow, really, really thrives on gratitude. And while there is good reason for this, which I'll talk about in a moment, it turns out that our understanding of gratitude is quite limited. Let's talk a little bit about what's true about gratitude. There's research that's proven that a gratitude practice, that is mindfully choosing to feel grateful regularly, has tremendous health benefits like increased happiness, self-control, and optimism. And I'm speaking to you from a Western culture. I'm in the U.S., where the leading causes of death are exacerbated so heavily by stress and depression. This is great news. There's another study that even illustrated that a gratitude journal could reduce inflammation, could improve sleep, and reduce symptoms in patients with heart failure in only eight weeks of a regular gratitude practice. That's pretty wild, and that's awesome. But there's a major flaw about most of these gratitude studies, They are generally conducted in the U.S., and they're focused on studying white Americans, particularly white North American college students from the campuses where the researchers work. And of course, this creates a bias in the research. This leaves out the cultures wherein gratitude is inseparable from detrimental emotional responses. I am somebody with a master's degree in psychology, and I've particularly studied positive psychology. 
And even moving through that process and studying gratitude and how beneficial it is, I have still always had issues with it. I like to think of myself as a grateful person. I I really feel like I try to practice gratitude consciously. But for me personally, gratitude doesn't elicit only positive emotions for me. And there's a disconnect, like with all the wellness mainstream posts, gratitude is supposed to be this like warm and fuzzy thing that makes you just radiate joy and elevate above everything. But for me, that's not the case. That's that's not really how it feels. How it feels to me is bittersweet because when I feel grateful, oftentimes it also comes with feeling guilty or feeling indebted sometimes even apologetic. And some of these emotions have adverse effects on the body and mind compared to just gratitude in and of itself. So I started looking into this and I, I wanted to see, is this like, is this only me? Am I, am I just like weird and I have some issues with gratitude? Everybody seems to love gratitude. But it's not just me. Earlier this year, I released another podcast episode about gratitude, which was also a blog, and I talked about how forcing gratitude can so quickly mutate it into toxic positivity, and I talked about how unhelpful and even detrimental that can be, especially to people dealing with tough emotions or chronic issues or systemic oppression. Even back then when I first started thinking about and talking about gratitude, I knew that I wasn't the only one that experienced gratitude as somewhat of a burden. I wrote about it in my newsletter a few months ago, and I had a lot of people respond back to me saying, thank you so much for saying this about gratitude, because this is exactly how I feel. And I was like, wow, okay. Other people feel mixed emotions with gratitude as well. And I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper. It wasn't really until now, after I've done some more research, that I realized that most folks from Eastern cultures have a similar experience to me. And that, that's not, it's not only folks from Eastern cultures, but a lot of folks from Eastern cultures have similar experiences to me. Western wellness culture was born from good intentions of increasing collective well-being. But in the process, our Western wellness culture has come to often be insensitive appropriative, and can be directly harmful to vast portions of the population. And I'm not saying this to shame anyone, but I want to encourage a broader perspective, a wider understanding of gratitude. This is related to the conversations that we're having as a collective, right? Intent versus impact. Just because intentions are good, it doesn't mean we can ignore the actual impact. Because if we all believe that true wellness, enlightenment, or happiness can only be achieved when we all are well, collective and the planet, shouldn't that be the goal? Now, thankfully, there is more research being done about gratitude in a cross-cultural context. It's primed to soon show us why one thing being healthy for some people doesn't mean it's healthy for everyone. And I'm excited to be a voice that uses that research to speak on how to then navigate collective well-being, starting with the following. 
So in one study that compared North Americans and Indians from India who wrote about gratitude, it was found that Indians felt positive emotions, happiness, and optimism alongside sadness, guilt, and regret. The Americans in the study did not have those accompanying feelings. I want to talk about an interesting word that I discovered in this research called sumanai, and I might be saying that wrong. It's a Japanese word that means an expression of the feeling of gratitude as well as sorrow, indebtedness, and sometimes guilt for having put the benefactor to trouble. I think this word really captures the essence of how it feels personally to me and how it feels across some other cultures. In collectivist cultures like Indians, Asian Americans, and so many others, it's normal and it's ingrained in the culture to give and receive help. In these cultures, like I am an Indian American, so I'm speaking from, from firsthand experience, saying thank you sometimes isn't expected because supporting the community is just a natural part of life. So like if my parents have me and my husband over for dinner and we say thank you, it's almost offensive because them feeding us isn't like a favor, nor is it something that they're expecting us to return. It's just part of how we operate as a family. And this rings true in many Asian cultures. It can be offensive even to say thank you for communal cultural expectation because this implies that it was not expected. Obviously, this varies generationally and culturally. And I think folks that are first generation that are influenced by individualistic cultures might fall sort of in the middle somewhere, like I feel I do sometimes. To sum up, North America falls under the term individualistic culture. So in individualistic cultures, people see themselves as autonomous entities who assert their rights and act with personal agency. They have an independent self-view. That's a quote by researcher Kira Newman. In contrast, in collectivist cultures, Dr. Newman also says, people view themselves as connected members of a larger social group. In other words, giving and receiving help is an expected part of daily life for members of collectivist cultures rather than an uplifting surprise. And here's where I want to come back to critical thinking and research analysis because despite the underrepresentation of collectivist cultures in popular research, cultures that are deemed more collectivist than individualistic, that put a greater emphasis on collective harmony rather than independence, actually make up about 85% of the world's population. So 85% of the world's population may be having a harmful response to the popular gratitude boom in Western wellness culture. This is enough reason for me to add research and talking points about the nuances of gratitude and methods of fostering positive emotions while acknowledging and making space for the less positive ones. If you are trying to evoke more gratitude in yourself or in your community and untangle the practice from potentially cross-cultural unintended consequences, here are some simple practices that I've found to be helpful. The first is to think of a person that you love a lot simply existing. Imagine them in their day-to-day -day life just being who they are and think about how happy it makes you that they exist 
that they're alive, that they're here, that they're in your life. Acknowledge that this is a real blessing. By thinking about something or someone in a non-specific way, not connected to a particular act of service, that could help you feel a little less indebted and a little more joyously grateful. A second practice is to turn gratitude inwards. While of course it's helpful to be grateful towards others and external things at times, in order to feel gratitude in a genuine way, just like with love, we need to first and foremost appreciate ourselves. Take a moment to recognize how far you've come in your journey through life. Think about who you were five or 10 years ago and recognize that who you are now is the person that perhaps you dreamed of being just a short time ago. Isn't that amazing? A third way is to look towards nature. Sometimes zooming in can be helpful, but sometimes zooming out can really help feelings of gratitude in an earthly, untethered way. That is being grateful for air not because you can breathe it, but just because it exists on its own. Being grateful for trees, not because they give you oxygen, but just because nature is nature and trees are amazing. Being grateful that the sun always rises, that the sky is blue, or that flowers are a thing in this world, that snow exists, and that the earth is just magical and amazing. This can lead to feelings of gratitude and potentially even awe. And going along with thinking about nature, you can also look towards your internal nature. Inside your own body, there are tiny miracles occurring at every moment. You're breathing. Your blood is flowing. Your organs are digesting your food and producing energy and movement, all without you really having to do anything consciously. If possible, try to avoid comparing and contrasting. Avoid statements like, I'm grateful for this healthy body because some people are disabled. Simply be. I want to talk about a couple of red flags and times where you don't need to express gratitude. You don't need to be grateful when someone tells you, you should just be grateful. You don't need to be grateful when you see an Instagram post that says grateful people have better lives and all your problems will go away if you write in a gratitude journal every day. You don't need to be grateful when it feels like someone is doing something for you just so they can get something in return when a relationship or a moment is transactional. And you don't need to be grateful when it doesn't feel genuine. Sometimes the weight of the world feels really heavy. It can be challenging to acknowledge your blessings without feeling sad for the world. And this is why I'm encouraging you to embrace the full spectrum of emotions and acknowledge that both things can be true at once. You can feel grateful for your healthy body and acknowledge that there are some people for whom health is a struggle. You can still wish them well and not feel like you are undeserving of your health. You can still say no to more food because you're genuinely full and you can do your best to reduce food waste and support organizations that contribute to ending world hunger. When in doubt, remember that gratitude goes hand in hand with compassion. 
And compassion doesn't stem from feeling bad for someone or thinking that their life sucks because you're comparing it to yours. Compassion is acknowledging another being's suffering and having a desire to reduce that suffering even by a little bit. We can be grateful for our blessings and acknowledge that there are people in the world who could use our love and our care. Popular Western culture would accidentally have you believe that simple gratitude is all you need to live a healthier, happier life. But life is not simple. Gratitude is nuanced, and our approach to holistic well-being should not overlook that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please check out technicallyspiritual.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can check out all the other offerings that we have going on. And please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us become more visible to folks that may be interested in learning about what we have to share here at Technically Spiritual. So if you have a couple of minutes, really, it does tremendously help. And I would be so grateful. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll talk to you next time.